Welcome to the Spirit of Leadership podcast. Listen in as we talk with emerging as well as seasoned leaders, changemakers, and visionaries, and hear their stories, how they have overcome challenges, how they cultivate inspired vision as stewards and mentors, shining their light to uplift and empower others reconnecting us through a sense of belonging to the natural world and to the interweaving circles of just and vital communities. Hello, everyone. I am so happy to be interviewing Scott Chasky today. And he, for those of you who don't know, is my husband and He has been such an inspiring voice that I am excited to be able to bring him into this conversation. He was the head farmer and director of one of the original community-supported agriculture projects, Quail Hill Farm, for 30 years with Peconic Land Trust on the east end of Long Island and served on several boards of environmental nonprofits. He's the author of several books, including This Common Ground, Four Seasons on an Organic Farm, and Seed Time on the History, Husbandry, Politics, and Promise of Seeds, books that are a celebration as well as a call to action, urging us to renew our role as citizens of nature. And I will also say that he is working on a new book, but I will ask him to tell us about that so that you have something wonderful to hear about that's coming up in the near future. And I just want to say that the conversations that Scott and I have had throughout the years have been so inspiring, both in my work and in his work. And so this conversation here is a very wonderful way to launch this podcast series, Spirit of Leadership, because I see him as such a model of leadership. And I know that he's had such a far reaching influence in the communities that he's served, as well as the people who have found his book by some kind of magic, the way books have. So welcome, Scott. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> nice to be here. I feel the same. <laughs> I second it. <laughs> Yay. So uh, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about the book that you're working on? Well, I'm, I'm working on a book which is titled Soil and Spirit. Uh, and I have been working on this for, for a while. Um, but now I have a wonderful contract with a, a not-for-profit press, uh, Milkweed Editions, which is based in Minneapolis. A wonderful uh, connection that um, that happened, you know, one of those magical connections. And um, by chance, um, when uh, I was contacted by Milkweed, I asked the um, the editor, um, "Well, do you know what was on the cover of my last book, Seed Time?" A milkweed seed. What do you know? Yes. 
Yes, that's one of those wonderful synchronicities <laughs> that you know you're in the right space at the right time. <laughs> Beautiful. And in this book, what do you feel that you are exploring in terms of the values that you are working to nurture in yourself and in others? Well, it's really about um, our relation with the natural world, our, the symbiotic, the symbiosis, the symbiotic relationship with the natural world. And I realized the overall importance of story. And so the books that I wrote previous to this were probably less storytelling. And this one, I'm trying to really tell a new story. In, in Seed Time, I quoted the theologian Thomas Berry, who said that we are in need of a new story. That was the title of one of the chapters. We are in need. The, the old story doesn't work anymore. And we are in need of a new story. So that's what I'm hoping to contribute to. The new story that we are building as we speak. That's so beautiful. and. What are the values of that new story? What, what are the principles that you are hoping to see be seeded in the world? Well, it really, that really connects with the work that I've done for over 30 years. If we go back to the time that we lived in Cornwall in England, where I really learned to garden and learned the value of recognizing that we are part of nature, not, not a conqueror of nature, and that our, our will is part of the will of the whole. And so the work that I carried on with after uh, working in those gardens in England, coming back here, the beginning of the community-supported agriculture movement, etc., all had to do well, gradually came to involve more and more people. When, when I started it, uh, especially in England, it really had to do with learning from a, a, a mentor who, who grew up in the, in the small village that we lived in. But returning to this country and finding this uh, new life that came about through the community farming movement, which started with 25 people at a little meeting in a Waldorf school in Pennsylvania. And then a few years later, a hundred people. And then the word kept spreading. And then there were 400 people at the next meeting. And then community support agriculture farms were spreading throughout the country. And I would come back to my farm and realize that I was part of something locally, but also part of something which had a much farther reach. And that kind of growth is the beginning of a new story. So I feel incredibly thankful that I was involved in something like this, the excitement of, and, and this is something really that means a lot about, about the American spirit. I, I want to say something about that because I, I was one who was troubled by the, the turmoil uh, and, and the tension in this country in the time that I was growing up in the late 60s and the 70s, etc. And, and this thing that I've been involved with now for over 30 years is really a new story. And it's a really good story. And it involves um, building soil and building community and working with many people with a common sense of values, a really beautiful thing. Yes, and to have this story that is based on this hope 
that you're seeing evidence that it is a real hope. And from your scope of places that you've been and all of the people that you've had the joy of interacting with, including all of the young farmers that you've stewarded through your mentorship and who you mean so much to as a model for this listening to the voice of nature and being a voice of nature so that we can really understand what it means in this new system, new way of relationship to growing our food, but what it means also as human beings in relation to nature. Well, I thought um, when, when we started, because I had so much to learn about actually growing food and about caring for soil and taking care of soil, this was my focus. And I thought, well, this, this is the main focus. And I still believe that's, that's true, basically. Building up the health of the soil means that you can grow healthy food and then you can feed healthy food to people and create more healthy human beings. So I still believe very strongly in that. But I came to realize, um, because part of what we were doing involved apprenticeship, so, so uh, teaching other young people to, to learn this style of agriculture and to learn right from the ground uh, how to take care of the earth. Um, after many years of, of doing that and having over 150 apprentices or whatever it is, um, I realized that this probably meant the most actually, was actually spreading the, uh, spreading the good news and the good practice of caring for the soil and caring for the earth. Yes, and being an educator in that way is such a valuable contribution to the health and the well-being of everyone whose lives you touch. You know, I, 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 I certainly never set out to be a leader. Maybe it's a natural thing since I was involved with organic agriculture that it was an organic process, but it has something to do with, you know, what you're called to do. And if you're equal to it and you're aware of the relevance for the time that you are acting, then you follow through. So a leader follows. <laughs> yes. And thank you for listening to that calling and dedicating so many years of your life and your work to that. Is there a poem that would express that to our listeners right now? Well, uh, given the sort of breadth of what you're talking about and talking to so many different people, I thought when you were talking about hope, of Emily Dickinson's beautiful line, hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul. How's that? That's beautiful. And now as you're sitting in your study these days and working on your new book and watching the birds out your window and it gives your heart some good nourishment as you're doing your work. And I look so forward to our next Full conversation here on Spirit of Leadership. And thank you for being here today, Scott. Yeah, I look forward to it too. It may be in about 10 minutes time, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
Take care, everyone. Spirit of Lee